welcome to another episode of Unprofessional, where your host, Dave Whiskus, and me, Jamie Newberry, will talk to a fresh guest. Who's our guest today, Dave? Our guest today is Dan Frommer. Awesome. Dave, you sound a little husky today. I was doing my best, like, trying to play that off as if it were I was doing a bit, <laughs> instead of that just being how I sound today. That's that's all right. Dave's losing his voice. World, we should we should yeah. just just call it out like it is. Uh, Guest Dan Fromer, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks for having me, uh, Dave. For- where are you, Dave? <laughs> I I am a, <laughs> I'm here. I'm back. I'm in New York. I'm in my. Oh, apartment. you are. Yeah, I just got in. Well, the crazy thing is, I got in. I took the red eye from Vegas last night, so I landed at seven thirty. I think. Uh, ish, and I didn't get home until almost nine a.m. And is this the flight that you didn't hadn't booked the time that I just saw you, or is yes. that a different flight? Yes, so you booked it. Yeah, the good news is I booked it on miles, so it oh, nice. cost me like five dollars. Dave so that, was bragging uh, over bragging. dinner of, of his uh, <laughs> impro- improvisational travel style, which is I've great. learned about I'm this. Envious. Yes, yeah. it's it's hey, great. <laughs> that, that travel style is how Jamie and I became friends. Oh, it cool. really is. Yeah, because you had that extra day. Right? Yeah, and, I was yeah, supposed to leave no Ireland, plans. but I didn't have a flight, so I'm like, hey, let's hang out instead. And we did, and we hung out, and yeah, we became friends, and here we are, Boom. sometime later. Uh, but yes, that that. Uh, as as we mentioned, me coming back from Vegas. Vegas is why my voice is shot. I'm hoping that I just woke up. I'm hoping that over the course of this talk, uh, this conversation, my voice will slowly come back. We'll I don't know. Out that way. You know, Las Vegas has a reputation for doing that to voices. Yeah. Well, I'm already. I, I feel it's easier to talk now than it was <laughs> when I first got on the Skype call. So I feel good. I feel. I feel. There's promise here. It actually ruined Frank Sinatra's voice, too. <laughs> Las Vegas. Yep. It, it does it, I'm telling you. I don't know. Did anything really ruin his voice? I'm not sure. I haven't seen... Well, I, uh, side shift. Bob Dylan, on the other hand, who I have <laughs> seen... I, I saw him perform last summer. Not... Uh, <laughs> I, how do you say it in a nice way? Not really performing so well these days yeah. but he, his voice was always sort of a, a series right. of, of question marks right <laughs> which it's, i guess can be fixed in post-production on yeah. uh, recorded media but uh you can fix it live too they have the technology i guess yeah it was it was just surprising i'd never seen him perform before and then he was the you know the headliner so that was the the big grand finale to the night was very strange well, that was I've been <laughs> I've been told by people who like him, and I'm not one of them. That part of his thing, part of the appeal, is that he's not a good singer. Yeah, that's part of the deal. I'm going to start using that, that line. Yeah, part part of the appeal is that I'm not a good writer or designer or any of those things. Exactly, that could work for us. What you don't understand about Taco Bell is that part of the yeah. appeal is that it tastes <laughs> bad and makes you sick. It's true that you know. Yep. As a longtime defender of Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Have you ever had a Burger King taco, by the way? No, you, but I've heard about them. Did you ever I, have a Taco Bell burger? No. I think oh, I, I would swear that that happened at some point. It has to have. But yeah. my local, in college, my local Burger King started making tacos that were two for a dollar. 
<laughs> and and the, uh, the the cheese was just a slice of American cheese. Oh man, <laughs> this sounds delicious. They were it actually, all dropped into the deep fryer at once. Yeah, yeah, oh. including the lettuce. Oh man, <laughs> but they were actually pretty good. They were like too good not to order them, and they yeah. were really spicy. It was very impressive. But they were still Burger King tacos. Two for a buck, though. Yeah. And, you know, depending on where you're at. And, yeah, that's a great deal, actually. Well, it either means you can have, you know, a a decent amount of food for a dollar. Or in our case, we could order 18 tacos. (laughs) uh, This, to to me, is the magic of Taco Bell. You can feed a family of four on, like, $2. 20 bucks, yeah. It's It's insane. And that uh, hyperbole, but like I think the real cost of feeding a family of four at Taco Bell is about ten dollars, if you do it right. Taco Bell had a very strong period of innovation, like in the late '90s, and I don't know if they've really. Well, I guess they just had the, the crazy Doritos uh, tacos. But yeah. I remember yeah. there was a sequence during which there was the double decker taco, and then yep. the gordita, and then the chalupa, which blew my mind. And yeah. that was like one after another hit. And then, then there was like a dark decade where I don't remember much about yeah, what that was, was going in there. That was the Yokero Taco Bell episode, uh, the, the era. Yes. Yeah. The Yokero yep. Taco Bell era. Because it was just about the dog. There wasn't anything, any focus on the actual. No, no, no. no. That, was, that, was, that was when they were doing the innovation. And I, uh, I'm not saying the dog was responsible. I'm saying that I think that was a period of time when their marketing was so effective. Their marketing team was like right on point. <laughs> and they were saying things like, we should do a crazy burrito where we stick Fritos in it. Yeah. Yep. And they did that. It was the chili cheese Frito burrito. It was out for like a year or two, and it was the most amazing thing you've ever had. And I don't know why it's not a regular menu item. You know why? Because then they started trying to compete with Chipotle, which was a mistake. Yeah. Because then they tried to go high end, and it was it was just a bad fake high end burrito. Yeah, you can't do that when you're Taco Bell. Yeah. 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 Just Wendy's be Taco Bell. You got to own it. Just own being Taco Bell. Think when- outside the bun. Wendy's is doing that now. They're trying to model themselves a little bit after the high-end burger chain. So now when you, when you get a, a, a Wendy's hamburger, it comes in the paper wrapper, like the half paper wraps for when you hold it, as if it's a, a, one of these fancy boutique burger shops you see everywhere now, which is kind of smart on Wendy's part, but it still feel, it's, it's inauthentic. Didn't, didn't Carl's Jr. do the $6 burger? I remember or that. Something? Do that, you remember yeah. the $6 that, that, burger? That felt like them mocking it, though. Well, because they have that sort of spin, but it was like get a delicious gourmet burger for six dollars or whatever. And wasn't it like four dollars? Maybe I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, that would have been better. <laughs> the six dollars uh, burger only four ninety nine. What a value! We should take just a second and give give Dan a chance to explain who he is. Explain yourself, sir. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> uh, just to, just to, you know, for the people who don't know, who are you? What do you do? Creature of the internet. Uh, I uh, I'm I was a technology writer for almost a decade uh right after i yeah (laughs) and then uh i I kept writing about these guys that were kind of my age and that were doing really cool stuff and making things and i i had a crazy idea that i should stop writing about this stuff and try making it myself so um about two years ago i left my no almost three i left my full-time writing job and um, started doing a bunch of other projects. I wrote still a bunch. Um, my site, splatf.com, is where I was writing about technology stuff. And, um, and recently I've been working on a startup called City Notes, uh, which is 
City Notes on Twitter. You should follow us. We have a new app that we've been building for the last four months or so that's really going to be useful to everyone out there. So uh, hang hang tight for that. Dave, I actually haven't showed it to you. Next time we hang out, I'll show it to you. Yeah, but, take a look. And I'll put it in the uh, show notes, too. So Yeah, awesome. Our, our website is citynotes.io. Um, but everything there has nothing to do with what we're doing right now. So feel free to check it out. But, um, yeah, City Notes on Twitter. Follow along, and we will have something good for you very soon there. Nice. Uh, yeah, other than that, I used to actually um, have a radio show when I was in college called Froming at the Mouth. It was on from 3.30 to 5 in the morning, and I played uh, – I tried to do a talk show, which back then yeah. – I was an intern at uh, NPR in Chicago, so I was had all these uh, delusions of how – professionally produced my college radio show should be so uh inevitably wound up not doing much talk because i tried to produce too much of it and then um played like eastern european music and weird random indie rock and that kind of stuff so um probably played your last guest a couple dozen times on my show Uh, oh really yes yeah that was a good show by the way i just listened to it love sean great yeah he was he was really great really great to talk to he emailed me over the weekend uh, with a picture of a menu because we had discussed the Golden Girls. He, he emailed me a picture <laughs> of he was at I think brunch or something. He sent sends me a, a, a photo of a menu and the bottom of the menu it says "Thank you for being a friend." <laughs> nice. The line from the theme song. Has anyone offered him a job yet? It's been a, few, <laughs> it's been a week. <laughs> I would. I don't have a job to give right now. But I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, yeah. I, I, I would love yeah. to, to have any excuse to work on stuff with him. You know, you know what he could do. He should he should go work for the Taco Bell marketing people to help them come up with like the weirdest, wackiest, uh, like like an ennui taco. I'd love it. Yeah, that sounds perfect. <laughs> and I'm, I mean, that would be amazing, and also existential. I think that I think that Taco Bell could pull that off. They could almost to the point of trolling, keep <laughs> getting more and more kind of inside jokey with everyone. Really um, and it would really work out for them existential tacos because no one really is going after that <laughs> it's an it's untapped true. market for sure <laughs> I don't know. somebody in brooklyn must be doing that yeah but they're not doing it on a national scale they're only you know and and if you troll your fellow brooklynite what does that really do for you you know everyone's isn't kind of, that what know, people do anyway yeah it's but it doesn't yeah, Taco Bell has it. They have the presence where they could do that and get away Scale. with it, and it would be, it would be pretty phenomenal, really. So, <laughs> I was actually, you guys, did you guys just see each other in Vegas? Were you both out here? Uh, no, I was not there, but uh, Dave and I uh, had dinner on Sunday night a yeah, few weekends right, ago. Right before, I, yeah, right before I left. Which was rare, as telling Dave, it was, it was very rare for me because Sunday night is usually kind of hide in the corner of my apartment and burrow and don't ever, <laughs> you know, like I, I talk to my wife and our dog, but not uh, not anyone else. But she was out of town, so I, I I did something crazy and left, put pants on and left the house on a Sunday. So uh, that was it was actually kind of fun. It's funny how even in New York the the occurrence of married people leaving the house is still lower than you would expect. Well, it's better. It's better here for sure. It, well, there were, you know, there were, there were a good several years where I was single, where I was never home period. I would see my apartment for six hours of sleep a night and that was it. (laughs) Um, my assumption would be that 
with New York, I mean, New York is such an amazing city and, and apartments here tend to be smaller. I, my assumption was that people would still, even if they were married, you, you would hit a, a point of diminishing returns on spending time with each other where you'd say, oh, an opportunity to leave? I'm out. Mm, well, I maybe I'll, I, I can still get there someday, right? <laughs> it's it's higher to perhaps. It's good news in, in the realm of human interaction that you could, even even in this city where there's so much to do and, and space is limited, still enjoy being around another person that much. So I'm not criticizing, for sure. But it, it, it was unexpected. We do have high ceilings, so that helps. Oh, so you, you can stack up. Yep. The space rises to the top. The uh, relationship rises. Go in layers. <laughs> Seven layer burrito. Levels, yeah. Oh, the, oh I like it. Seven <laughs> layer burrito apartment. So, <laughs> uh, so when you you get, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back to my my voice issues since I'm having. I keep muting so I can like clear my throat and try to deal with this. <laughs> I admire your professionalism, by the way. Uh, what that I would wait until the day of the show to to record it. Well, that, but also that you would mute if you had a, a voice issue or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I could cut it later, but this is me being lazy. Preemptive editing. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. I'm, 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 I'm editing in the camera, as they say, <laughs> as they used do, to say. Do you have an external uh, mute button? Like yeah, one of the like a dump button uh, on on my microphone. Like on your computer, I bet like some oh. really serious podcasters get like a USB mute button. <laughs> is that is that even a thing? Do people? Is there? Do you? Do I don't you know. That? I hope so. I uh, hope serious not, mute. If not, let's kickstart that. Yeah. Seriously, layers of severity and muting. I like it. Muting the, techniques. The World Series of Podcasting <laughs> definitely has like <laughs> the muter external mute button. Uh, there should be, and and this is no joke. I would love a little. I don't know, five or six button console thing with the most used tools, so I don't have to do the key, the fancy keystrokes. I can just hit the the uh, uh, trim silence button instead of doing the keystrokes and tweaking. Echo, reverb. Yeah, like just programmable buttons. We should we should I, kickstart this. I would I would totally buy it. I, I remember the old radio shows would have all the carts lined up where they would play you know wacky sound effects or voice voice uh, effects and that kind of stuff. So that could be. And I even used to have like a folder of waves that I would play during phone calls with my. <laughs> With my goofy friends, you know, just like stupid sound effects and SNL quotes and that kind of stuff. So this would be a podcaster's delight. You know, I think that those wacky radio morning show sound effects were that generation's animated GIF. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that that but the, yeah. the previous generations it was radio, and that's how we we communicated. Now it's all through text. Oh yeah, yeah. So totally. I'll I'll just drop in a link on Twitter to an animated GIF. Well, not me, but somebody might drop in an animated GIF, and that's their punctuation mark because you can't hear on Twitter. Do you think Twitter will get to the point where it it tries to add sound effects? Oh, I hope not. Well, well there are those apps already, kind of right. Like, well, they do video. Use, well, yeah. and they do voice, like voice. It's voice texting, basically, right? Well, like Twitter might have the. Uh, is there maybe a uh, SoundCloud card that would let you play a, play a sound? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they could do the SoundCloud embed thing, because that's SoundCloud's yeah. whole deal. Uh-oh. <laughs> could be fun. Yeah, could be fun. Wait till next week. 
Yeah. It would have to be. It, it, they couldn't autoplay it, though. That no, they, they wouldn't do that. But yeah. Twitter is down right now, so maybe they're adding that feature as we as we speak. Could or be. it was That's down scary. earlier. That would be I, that would be the worst feature. <laughs> I don't think they'll do that. I love the idea of apps. You, you said, Jamie, voice text messages. Mm, yeah, it was basically there. There are a few apps out there that are doing it, but like like a CB um, radio. It's basically, yeah, you record a message and send it, and then the person talks back, and all of the comments thereafter are voice, and they're limited capacity, like 30-second cap, whatever. Is the objective here, let's, I want to talk to you as Mm. little as I possibly (laughs) can. I want to text, but I don't want to work my fingers too hard. I injured myself in some way. My fingers are tired. I want to have a conversation with you, a voice conversation <laughs> with you, but only as much as absolutely necessary. It's, I really think that's it. There's, uh, there are a few of those apps out there, though. That's sad. That, that's kind of what those Nextel phones were supposed to be for. Hmm. Interesting. Boost I n- Mobile, too. Never understood that. Yeah. The, the, the push-to-talk thing. I don't get what the scenario is where I'd want to use that. Well, it's certainly not for me. I, I, I barely like phone calls. So, yeah, it's, I'd rather use typing things. I think it was designed to be so awkward as to <laughs> limit your conversation to, you know, five-second bursts. So it's it's like a phone for misanthropes. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I'm kind of For those people that. who really miss voicemail when people would live leave... <laughs> You know, long, detailed, emotional answering machine messages. Yeah. That's what that's for. Answering machines. Mm-hmm. When did when did voicemail turn from something that would be a creative outlet to something that everyone hates? Was it kind <laughs> of the the switch to cell phones? I think it's I think it's when we I have color ID really because I think it's when it used yeah. to leave your name and number. Now I already have those things, and when people will say, "Hey, it's me. Call me back." I I already have that information. You called me. I know it's you, and I'm assuming you wanted to talk to me, so you probably want me to call you back. Because much like away messages, people used to le- leave lengthy and creative voicemails, answering machine messages, whatever mm-hmm. they were called. My mom does this. She'll talk to me on the phone for an hour and not actually get around to saying what she called me for. But when she <laughs> call, when she leaves me a voicemail, it's, hey, give me a call. Like you you made me hit a button and find a place where I could listen to a message and listen to that for that. Make it worth my time. See, mine still Seriously. leaves a two minute, like lengthy, detailed, kind of update. And I I think it's because she never really got to cell phones and texting. So when she leaves me a voicemail, it's still a proper. Ah, see, my mom is just technically savvy enough to be dangerous. Like sometimes I'll get a text message from her that's just like an emoji elephant, and it says, "Is this an elephant?" <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. It's very cool. Speaking of elephants, I'd like to take uh, just a moment here to talk about elephants. Now, talk about our our sponsor this week. Who is our sponsor this week, Dave? You're never going to believe it. I won't. You're probably going to believe it when I tell you, though. Okay, so let's you, hear you it. will you will eventually believe it right now. Our sponsor this week is Warby Parker. Whoa. What? Yeah. Warby Parker. If you if you don't already know, if, if either of you don't know, if the listeners don't know, Warby Parker, it's, it's all about eyewear. Warby Parker was founded with a rebellious spirit and a lofty objective to create boutique quality, classically crafted eyewear at a revolutionary price point. 
a collaboration between four close friends, Warby Parker was conceived as an alternative to the overpriced and bland eyewear available today. Prescription eyewear simply should not cost $300 plus. This is true. When you, I, as, I agree. As, as I, a person who buys and wears glasses, it's insane to me how much this stuff costs. What's more expensive, the frames or the lenses? I find the frames are more expensive. My, yeah. my, my, my lenses are relatively normal. Uh, but I'm so blind that my lenses cost three times more than your frames. Ah. Oh, interesting. And I'm lucky. Uh, my insurance covers you know a chunk of it. Which is good, but you know I I like nice things. So my glasses, even after insurance, it's still 150, 200 bucks. Going through my eye doctor, you know, boutique, whatever. Well, that's pretty cool. So here's the thing about Warby Parker, though, that's kind of cool is the buy a pair, give a pair thing. Tell me more. Well, it's kind of I think it's kind of like like Tom's, right? Like for every pair that they sell, they distribute a pair to someone in need, which I think is a fantastic business model. I don't know. I like that. That, that is amazing. That is absolutely amazing. So, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty cool thing. I love it when um, when folks, you know, try to it, it's beyond just like, how do we make a buck? But we actually help people who. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Glasses should not cost as much as an iPhone. It's true. So Warby Parker, their prescription glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. Their titanium collection starts at $145, including prescription lenses. They use premium Japanese titanium and French non-rocking screws. I don't know what a French non-rocking screw is, but <laughs> but I am really excited about it. <laughs> it sounds fantastic. I want one. <laughs> yep. I think, I think everybody listening is excited about that. All glasses include anti-reflective and anti-glare coating. There's no additional cost. Uh, glasses include a hard case and a cleaning cloth. So you can be, if, if you're one of those people, you can carry around your glasses case. Uh, no additional items you'll need to purchase. They make buying glasses online easy and risk-free. They're, they've got this uh, home try-on program that allows customers to order five pairs of glasses to be shipped directly to them. Where they can try them on in front of their own mirror in their own home and in front of their friends and their family and colleagues. Get some, some feedback. Do I look good in these? Do I look good in these? And the users can keep the frames for five days before sending them back for free using the prepaid returning shipping label. No obligation to purchase. My friend and uh, former guest, Jay Graves, did this. They shipped a bunch of stuff, and he had me come over one day, and he tried on all these different glasses, and we talked about what we liked, what we didn't. And it's so much better to do that when you're sitting there, and it gets casual and goofy rather than trying to uh, like take some rushed selfies at the, the doctor's office. I always find that to be um, like a really nice shopping experience when you can buy things, try them on in the comfort of your own home, and then you know keep what works and send back what doesn't. Yeah. That is nice. When you place an order for prescription glasses, they get started on them right away and, and have them in your hands within 10 business days. They usually arrive even faster than that. And as Jamie, as you said, every pair of glasses sold, they give a pair of glasses to somebody in need. Which can't it, beat that. that. There's there's this is almost like you're this is it's it's almost charity. And not even on purpose. Well, from the per- the purchaser's perspective. <laughs> They also do uh, non-prescription polarized sunglasses for $95 or $145 for titanium uh, and prescription polarized sunglasses for $150, $195 for titanium. They believe, as I do, that uh, glasses should be viewed as a fashion accessory, like a bag, a shoe, a necktie, a hat. At $95, they make it super easy to accessorize with the glasses and can't stress enough the whole give a pair, get a pair thing. That 
that makes it not only is it cheaper now to look good, you're also helping people. So I have a, a secret factoid about Warby Parker as well. Please. You can get a monocle from Warby Parker. No way. You can. You can. <laughs> really? So if you're interested, go to their website, look under our story, and and then you'll see a link for the, the monocle. But you can get a monocle there. Which oh, man. I think, you know, if anybody's going to bring it back, it's these guys. Because oh. it's fashion. Oh, for, for our listeners in Brooklyn, that's great news. If, if you buy a monocle, do they also send a monocle to... Uh... <laughs> that is a great question. Can you imagine being the kid in Slovakia who needs glasses, but <laughs> you get one. got a monocle because someone, someone ordered a monocle? Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, sorry, Vlad. Oh, is that even a yeah, Slovakian yeah, name? Uh, yeah, I, I have yeah, no idea. You know what? Actually, it is because when I went was in Slovakia, our bartender was named Vlad. Awesome. I wasn't a racist. So you, were, no. <laughs> Just you, were, you were perfect. Uh, so, warbyparker.com slash unprofessional. That's, uh, I, 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 it'll be in the show notes, but Warby Parker spelled the way you would think Warby Parker should be spelled. W-A-R-B-Y-P-A-R-K-E-R.com slash unprofessional. You got to go check this out. Every pair, they give a pair away. That is, that's just amazing. That's awesome. I, I, I really, yeah, I think that's a really cool thing. It's cool because it, it, because of the, the fashion element here, this isn't, you're not, you're not compromising anything. It's like practical fashion too. You know, Taco Bell should do a, if you buy a taco. <laughs> buy a taco, give a taco, give a give, box of tacos. They give a, 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 a boutique fancy uh, ennui uh, and Fritos taco to a homeless person. Homeless child. You could be onto something. I think I think there are some human rights people that would not be happy about that. Well, I don't know, food or no food. Sometimes you got to look at that picture. You know, I got into an argument once with uh, on a first date because that that's how I roll about <laughs> about about. Wait, are you first date arguing guy? Not usually. <laughs> oh, okay. Not usually. Not usually. <laughs> this just it it. All right, so it came down that she her belief. She was very passionate about uh, genetically modified foods and like, very passionately against them. And I sort of like interested in, in her philosophies here and, and wanting to learn more. I mean, I've got my own opinions, but I wasn't trying to be a jerk. The, the question was posed, well, do you think that in countries where they have no food, it would be better to give them genetically modified crops? And she said, absolutely not. She would rather let those people die. Wow. Interesting. That's Weird. a strong statement. Sorry, yeah, it just got dark in here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, huh. So I, uh, that was the last date too, right? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I didn't. I was not interested in talking to her after that. Didn't, yeah. I mean, nobody's nobody's that pretty. Nobody's pretty enough to be okay <laughs> with genocide. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Right, man. You're right on that. Like, I don't think that if 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 Hitler were a really sexy woman, I don't think the world would have been like, well, you know what? That's fine. Like she's hot. We'll let this slide. Yeah, that, that, oh, wow. That's a really interesting stance, though. Why haven't there been any really evil, <laughs> beautiful women, though? Or have there? This is, maybe we this don't is, think about it that way. Maybe this is a case of gender bias. I think that as we move towards uh, equality and, and the genders being treated equally, hopefully we can look forward to a day where there is a genocidal despot that is a really attractive woman. <laughs> yeah, like the closest we've gotten is Anna Wintour. And- 
Oh, uh, internships. Oh, or Ann Coulter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think she's actually committed genocide. Yet. Neither. Ned. No one's genociding. No. 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 And I didn't mean to imply that. Is that a, that, is that a yeah. verb? Genociding. Yeah. It is now. <laughs> English is a living language. That's a word now. That's right. We'll have to. We'll have to do some research on that. <laughs> and I don't. I don't want to be looksist about it. So I mean, it, it could just it could just be a woman despot who is like a like imagine like a Pol Pot, but you know, a woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I. We're all sitting around imagining that. Well, I'm trying to like remember Bugs Bunny style Pol Pot in a wig with lipstick. That's typically where I, when I zoned out, so I don't remember history <laughs> class like I evil evil uh, yeah evil people highlights right. really. Other yeah. than yeah, exactly. I would love so, to. I'd love to see like a Kim Jong Un in drag. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, Dave Whiskus. What? It could happen. <laughs> it could. Happen. That whole Rodman friendship, you know. Oh yeah, and he's just nuts enough to do it. Right. He, he's just nuts enough to be like, if if he were, and I do not mean to 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 cast any like. I'm not trying to equivocate these two things. I'm not saying that, that being transgendered is the same as being a, a, a ruthless dictator. I'm, I'm just saying that he's, he's, the, he's the sort of dude that if he were to decide that he, he was in his heart truly a woman and, and want to be seen that way, the propaganda would be that he was always a woman. And a mountain. <laughs> the official photographs and paintings would all be changed. If anybody could pull that off, it would be him. Well, especially, you know, if he says, yo, Dennis, bring a suitcase full of fun <laughs> outfits. Maybe that's the deal. Maybe they're doing like a, a ramp up to that announcement. That might be the new uh, ser- uh, season of Vice on HBO. That could be the uh, that would be a <laughs> big great, reveal. A great season. I would be, I'd be interested in that one. That's a wow. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> We're to the point, Jamie, where I'm almost worried I'm offending you. No, no, not offended. Um, speechless is different than being offended. Okay. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to add to this conversation. It's it's uh, quite remarkable. You get just quiet enough, and I'm like, am I pushing the line too hard? <laughs> well, tangentially related, Dave, have you picked up any hobbies since moving to New York City? Uh, yeah, cross-dressing. That's my new thing. All right. Okay. New hobbies. Uh, riding the subway is my new hobby. What do you, do you get like that? Dave? Yeah, I, I love the subway. I love the subway because it's like a, a microcosm of, of all the things that I really love about New York. It is the 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 bizarre characters and the the sometimes meaningful, sometimes uh, absolutely meaningless human interactions that that make up that, that are part of that 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 stew. Whenever you get a ton of people together in a small place, little acts of kindness, little acts of people being just dicks live music in most cases sometimes even on the trains themselves there's always some kind of performance happening around you it's a uh, yeah it's like a, a, a renaissance festival underground it's its whole other thing i love it and for two dollars and fifty cents you can go anywhere in the city five dollars you actually get back yeah <laughs> bonus bonus <laughs> purchase you want to get back no, you, it is really the best way to to kind of learn the the culture here like my first winter here um i'll never forget the you know there there are 
I'm not from New York. I'm from Chicago. So I grew up hating New York. And <laughs> uh, despite having never been there until I was 22. Are you in on the pizza uh, thing? The pizza battle? Chicago are you pizza in on it? Like, are you in on it, Dan? Do you, do you, got a, you got a dog in that race? I love them both. And they're oh, different. See. They're completely different things. One is That's, I uh, agree with that. One is a savory pie, and the other is something you eat when you're drunk. And you would never make the mistake of of doing the other way around. Uh, if, if you eat Chicago pizza when you're drunk, you're not going to be happy with yourself. And if you have New York pizza for dinner, then you're also probably should not be happy with yourself. Um, but there was a great there, there was a great thing that happened. It, it was one of the very few like aha! I live in New York. I'm a New Yorker. Moments. It was probably 4 a.m. I was taking the the train back to Queens, and um, and the it, it was packed. The train car was packed. It was right around Christmas time, and the the uh, the people in the car were all kind of pushed up against each other on one side, and the other side was was kind of empty. And I was curious, of course, being uh, you know pretty tanked, what was going on on that empty side of the car during the summer. You know, it means that there's someone smelly sleeping there or something like that, or yeah. during the winter, I should say. But in this case, it was not. There was uh, there was a great scene that I'll never forget. There was a a drunk. Uh, guy who looked like he was probably Greek or something. I lived in Astoria, so there are a lot of Greek people barfing everywhere. Just just barfed, Hot. you know, just barfing like a crazy maniac. And ac- across from him, a, a, a wino who was singing and dancing Frosty the Snowman <laughs> <laughs> with like a Dunkin' Donuts cup. And it was just like this amazing scene that I'll never forget. And, uh, and that's the subway in New York. It's just... You see stuff there that you'll never see anywhere else, and, and might not want to. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! I, oh, and that's the kind of thing where you see it, you're like, "Wow, that was interesting." But you know, you'll never see that again. And now I would probably pay fifty bucks to be able to go back and and see that someday. So <laughs> it's just like the kind of thing that uh, now I, now I want to encounter again. But now I go to bed too early, so I'll never see it again. <laughs> I always thought. Having lived in Vegas and spent a lot of time in Vegas, I, I, my, the image in my head was that that's just what happens when you get a ton of people together. Mm. And my, my in my head, it was if you come into New York, New York must be like that, where there's lots of people on the street. So it's kind of like that level of, of insanity. When the truth is that New York has its own insanity and Vegas is everybody is trying to be the party. And in New York, nobody really wants to deal with each other if they don't have to. So it's a different attitude. It's different. Uh, there's a different, different kind of crazy. Right. So when things like that happen in Vegas, if you see somebody throwing up on the sidewalk or on the, uh, uh, on the monorail or something, that's sort of expected. Whereas in New York, <laughs> it's just unexpected enough. Yeah. To be, to be surprising. Yeah, to be surprising, but not so unexpected that you're like, I can't believe that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. You're supposed to keep it together, right? You're supposed to hold yourself. A little yourself. bit, right? Yeah. yeah. That's where, you know, yeah. I have to tell you, and maybe it's because I live on the outskirts of Las Vegas, but I'm still always kind of like, oh, man, welcome to Vegas. Every time, you know, if you've ever been down downtown at like 7 in the morning um, and there are people still out. Like oh, from it's, the night before, like it's such an ugly, but the you know it's like all the lights are on, <laughs> everything's it, it's uh oh it's such an ugly ugly 
Vegas. What we like to do is sit at the uh, the the bar slash lounge outside of the clubs and watch at about four a.m. as the people start to stumble out, and without fail. You're going to get some people who are being pushed out in wheelchairs. Sweet. Wow. That's uh, impressive. If you're Oof. really if you're really lucky, they haven't gotten the bio ba- uh, biohazard bag over their head yet and you're getting a trail of vomit. It's an amazing spectacle. Wow. I do enjoy people watching. No matter where I'm at, um, people watching is pretty fascinating. Maybe the key to good people watching is they've got fluids coming out of them as they go by. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I don't know. I don't know. That, oh, that's definitely an interesting highlight for sure. But, ooh, too much of that. And it's just kind of like, oh, this again? Oof. I could do it once a year. Once a year. <laughs> once a year, I want to see people spewing vomit. Oh, I thought you were going to say once a year, you want to be the guy. Oh, no, no, being no. Being wheeled I never, out with liquids spewing. No. I've, you know, I've been pretty drunk at times. I've never been so drunk that I've blacked out and I've never been so drunk that I had to be wheeled out of some place. I've been injured as I've talked about on the show. I've nearly died from from my drinking problems on uh, <laughs> I don't mean to tell, to laugh. To I, I mean I mean problems while drinking, not my problem with drinking. <laughs> Maybe. That's for that's for a later show. It's distinguished. I've I've had problems while drinking that have nearly killed me, but I've never had to be pushed out in a wheelchair. That's good. That's a, that's a a fine note. How about you, Dan? Never. And I, I did not even know about this um, stocking of wheels, wheelchairs thing at a club. I, uh, is this... This is, I, guess, I, I don't know if it's a regular club thing, but in Vegas, when you're hanging out, because like, the, the clubs are inside the hotels. Yeah. So there's probably a wheelchair available. Oh, there's lots. Yeah. <laughs> at any that's, given time. very player. interesting. Yeah. Security pushes them out on wheelchairs. Huh. Interesting, yeah. See, I don't think I've ever witnessed that. And the, the the bad part is you don't even get to enjoy the novelty because you're probably not even aware of what's going on. Yeah, if you were <laughs> if you were aware, but how embarrassing must that be the next day? I've been I've been drunk, but I've never been wheelchair wasted. No, me. <laughs> New phrase: wheelchair wasted. Oh, I is, like that. It, uh, yeah, that's what we call it. Like, there's there's wasted, but then there's wheelchair wasted. Yeah, that's I've a pretty new level of wasted. Can too. you imagine the next day explaining to your friends or apologizing to your friends? No. Hey, hey sorry I ruined <laughs> our our night last night. We were having such a great time at the club until I was vomiting everywhere and had to be wheeled out by security. <laughs> See, there's a glamorous element to that, though, with the wheelchair involvement. What, like so you're I, Michael Jackson all of a sudden? I don't Maybe know. Maybe there's a badge for that somewhere. Oh, yeah. On Foursquare. <laughs> an, yeah. an achievement unlocked. <laughs> oh. uh, wheelchair. What did you call it? Wheelchair the, wasted? The my, wheelchair wasted badge. My Is favorite was the, the the night we see the girl. They didn't get the bag on. And so the, she's like in a wheelchair and there's a puddle around her. And one of her friends had fallen into it, slipped and fell. It That's was so gross. It, it's like some serious. It is. The, maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> wow, look at this hashtag wheelchair wasted on Twitter, and people have used it before. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and you. they're all talking about Vegas. You know, one of the glories of Vegas, right? Oh, my yeah. God. I didn't. This is very interesting. Oh, Boom. my God. This is beautiful. <laughs> uh... This is beautiful. Oh, here are some guys. Some. Uh, 
Anyway, whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, New York subway. Dave, have you ever seen the vacuum train? The vacuum? There's a vacuum train? Oh, yeah. I've You're seen... Train. I, I saw one night an actual, like, train, like, like train car, like a Union Pacific train car go through the subway. Yep. You'll see some crazy trains late at night, including the vacuum train, which is my favorite. It sounds like it is. It's a train. It's a vacuum. And it doesn't really work very well. It's supposed to clean the tracks, but... Uh, Suck up the debris and, and flotsam and, and rats. Yep. It's... Uh, I don't know if it has the strength of rat pulling, because it barely cleans up, like, the... The, the popcorn? Chip, chip bags. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> but it still is a, it is a vacuum train, so that's cool. That's a pretty neat concept, though. I like that. Yeah. It's, it's uh, like a I would never sweeper. have thought of that. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's better there's not that much suction, but if there were, if it could, if it could suck up rats, that's one probably inhumane, but two kind of funny. Yeah, actually, <laughs> might, that could that could really cause some trouble with the engine. So maybe they do that on purpose. One of uh, my yeah. one of my deepest fears living in New York is I'm going to fall on the tracks. I'm, I'm <laughs> pretty is, sure that's how I'm going to die. It's um, it's one of I would say it's in my top ten. For me, that uh, I'm still most scared of. The overhead uh, scaffolding, which does fall on people, and uh, bad elevators, uh. which recently, maybe a few years ago, someone got uh, sliced in half by a bad elevator. Ooh, God. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Those this are, is one more reason why I always take the stairs when I come into yeah. the apartment. I'm only on the fourth floor, and, you know, stairs. It's good, it's good exercise. Yeah, it's, stairs it's a, are not a bad thing. Yeah, stairs. now you have one more reason to take the stairs. Always take the stairs. Good. And our elevator in this building is not. Yeah, yeah watch out. I'm feeling a little sketchy about that. But, you know, the, the train thing, I was never really afraid of getting hit. But like, I'm smart enough. I'll not stand near a train. And one night, I heard a couple of MTA workers just while they were setting something up or doing something overheard their conversation they were discussing the accident that had happened the day before and they get into this thing about how often that happens and like how gruesome it is they don't know i'm sitting here. this is not for my show this is this is them just discussing it like it's the most normal thing in the world the things that they sometimes have to pull off the track like just the, i don't even want to talk about it. it's like so gruesome and all i could think is i am never taking the subway again <laughs> <laughs> my rule now is if i'm drinking take a cab I don't even want to. I don't want a chance that I'll be dumb enough. If I'm if I'm dumb enough yeah. to do some things I've done drinking, I don't want to be dumb enough to fall in front of a train because that just seems like of all the ways I could die, that seems like it'd be a pretty bad one. Well, you're probably not going to fall. And the problem is that late night subway is the best subway. There's some really great stuff going on there, from you know musical performances to both on purpose and, and accidental, to the variety of weird train cars. There's the uh, track grinding and polishing car, which is by far the most uh, kind of sophisticated looking train. And then there are all the oh, have you seen the garbage trains yet? No. <laughs> So oh yeah, trains. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fa- I've seen some garbage trains. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, there's a train that like pulls up full of garbage cans, and they dump more garbage into it, and then they pull off. There's also the nap train, where uh, probably by accident that the, it's just a train full of napping MTA employees. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, they're maybe either on break or uh, that's a function of of union employment. You get to take a nap at. 2 a.m. or whatever, but um, yeah, you think, you on think a special just have a room. 
Yeah. Well, maybe you could do like an overnight A train from the airport to the Upper West Side where you actually get a nice cot. All right. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's met with silence. Sorry, Dan. Yeah. What they, what they really this need is... This has been the bad idea segment. <laughs> <laughs> what we really need is the late night ennui boutique taco train. That's been the theme of well, the day, hasn't it? Yep. In Chicago, there's the tamale guy who who brings a suitcase or a, a, a cooler a su- full of warm. It's like a suitcase, but it's one of those big, uh, you know, baseball game coolers. But instead of being full of cold cans of beer, it's full of hot tamales. And he goes from bar to bar and just sells you tamales. It's pretty amazing. I I'm love surprised it. we don't have that here. That would be a great. I, I, well, no. That would be a great idea. A, a, a food truck train. A <laughs> food truck train. Ah. That would be very cool, actually. We have a, um, in the downtown here, there's a, a hot dog cart that's, everybody waits for this guy to come. They're supposed to be like the best, the best hot dogs in Las Vegas. So I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be pretty good. I don't know. That foot long I had at the Circus Circus at uh, <laughs> 3.30 in the morning. That was really Oh, special. you went to Circus Circus. Whiskus, whiskus. The whiskus, whiskus. <laughs> oh, is, yeah. that, is that the place you had a story about? I forgot. I was. I didn't mean I, to. No, I, I lived there for a year when I was a kid. Yeah, I forgot about that. You told me that briefly. So you uh, talked about getting a footlong at the Circus Circus. Well, I don't remember if it was. <laughs> no, no, no. That was something I actually did, but I don't know if it was the Circus Circus. It may have been another one of those super old. Yeah. It may have been... Uh, decrepit falling apart i took because walking out of uh where we were staying you could see the circus circus and it, it, it blows my mind that they, it's like they haven't repainted the signs in 30 years the circus circus has really really gone downhill well it, i don't even know what it was way it was back not then. that far uphill to begin with exactly it is it is this holdout of old vegas that it, it is genuinely surprising me that it's still standing well, and it's like the the thing is though. There's an old Vegas that has a charm. Circus Circus is not that. Yeah, it, it has no essence of old Vegas charm. I don't even think it did back in its heyday. Whenever that was, it was just Circus Circus. It should really be that downtown is for old Vegas charm, and the Strip is for you know Vegas today. Clooney, yeah. Clooney, yeah, Clooney, yep. Clooney, Brad Clooney, Pitt. Vegas, yeah. But the Circus Circus is holding on. Why is it still standing? I don't know. It, they, they, I don't think they have the money to even invest in... An implosion and start again? Yeah. I, and, and it's so far down the strip in the direction That's, of downtown. Uh, it's, it's location. It's, it's, not down, it's, it's neither downtown nor in the strip corridor. And it's, you know, it is. It's in that sort of weird, really sketchy end of the strip. That's, um, yeah, that's just, yeah, nobody goes there unless you're looking for something special, I guess. Is the stratosphere still there? Yeah. Yeah, and it's down there, too. I mean, it's like, it's still sort of in the scope of walkability, but it's, um, it's Where a little further. Where dreams go to die. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It's in that, that, that pocket of Vegas, and it's interesting because the wind and the encore are right there and kind of overlook a giant dirt lot. Mm-hmm. It's mm. that part of Vegas where the last few years have been Poignant. recession, and they they wanted to build stuff there, just nobody has yet. Nobody's wanted to invest the money in it, and oh, I think things are turning around now, and they're going to start. There's a building, there's a hotel that's been under construction for a couple of years. They got they got it, you know, fifty percent or whatever the way there, 
and stopped. Mm-hmm. And it's been the investors ha- stopped. Yep. Yeah. Everybody they, pulled. Nobody mm-hmm. wanted to put any more money into it. And so this thing's just been sitting there literally for years, unfinished and untouched. Well, and that's the thing, though. That's happened to a lot of um, apartment developments or condo developments as, as well, sort of sprinkled around the valley. And it's like they stop development maybe two-thirds of the way in, and then it becomes like um, like a park for vandalism and vagrants yeah. and stuff. And then it becomes like it's going to have to be completely wiped out in order to ever finish it almost, you know? It's like because they leave it sort of hanging, and then it's so much destruction and filth sort of happens to it while it's in this nebulous state yeah you see it happen a fair amount around town it's really sad especially in a city like vegas especially on the strip to see something when you've got the win encore compound which is so beautiful and it's in this like it's that in the palazzo the venetian and sees like these really gorgeous monuments to like like monuments to architecture but in in a way that is designed to be appealing to a certain kind of sensibility so it's like it's it's very designed direct designed and directed architecture it really like, the stuff that i really like to look at i really i really enjoy being there and then you've got dirt lot and half finished building and it's so weird that they're paired up that way <laughs> and just down the road circus circus and you know yeah. steve Wynn just has to be super pissed about it too he should just uh, dr- uh, put a big tarpaulin over it or something like that. Just <laughs> do one of those, hide, cloak one it. of those Looney Tunes um, paintings where it's just like the seat. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if you can't put up the hotel, put up a matte painting. Yeah, put a big painting. People can kind of drive through the road, but yeah, just an, an illusion. Yeah. 